0: We're Talking Drums, creating conversations with the world's top drummers in the most extreme genres. This episode is brought to you by Los Cabos Drumsticks, Canada's number one choice for drumsticks. They provide the wood you need to make the beats you deserve. Los Cabos Drumsticks. Now with your host, Corey hopping!
1: What's going on? Welcome to another episode of the Word Talking Drums podcast. If this is your first time listening or watching, then welcome. Hope you like to hear drummers talk about being drummers. That's pretty much what we got going on here. This is episode 73 of the podcast. If you have missed out, go check out the other episodes. We got tons of great, great conversations with some amazing drummers from all over the world. So make sure if this is your first time, go check out the other episodes, share with your friends. You can find us on all the socials, um, Instagram, we're talking drums. We have a Facebook community group. We got all that stuff going. Uh, We have a Patreon page. If you guys are interested in supporting the podcast, it's only a couple bucks a month. Uh, so check that out if you're interested it helps out greatly and I appreciate all you amazing Patreons who have subscribed already you guys are absolutely sick all right this week we have on we're gonna jump right into it all right I know you guys hate these long intros so we're keeping her short this week I have a very special episode, because this is the first podcast that I got to do while I was on the tour. My band, Lothar, was out on the road in October? September, October, when this was recorded. Um, it was the tail end of September and October, and we were in Nashville, and I got to catch up with my good buddy, Spencer Moore from Inferi. This is the second time he's on the podcast but this time we actually got to sit down in person and talk at length. We didn't have like a, a time frame, so it was perfect. Uh, we talked a lot about touring. A lot about being uh, a musician on the road. Um, talked about warm-up routines, uh, just like what you should pack. Like for any of you musicians out there who either haven't gone on tour, or are preparing for some of your first tours or anything like that, or maybe tour just has sucked and you're like, I don't have the proper things. I can't figure this out. This episode is for you. Tons of gems in there. We talk tons about drums, blast beats, uh, like all, all kinds of fun stuff and, and nuggets of information to take away from this one. It was such a pleasure to sit down and talk with Spencer before my show at Dark Matter in Nashville, which Nashville is a super fun place. It was the first time I'd ever been and uh, had a great time. We talk a lot about Nashville in general as well, you know? So hopefully you guys enjoy this as much as I had doing it. Without further ado, Here's my conversation with Spencer Moore of Inferi. Oh. Cheers. Cheers. Spencer, welcome back to the We're Talking Jumps podcast this time in person.
0: Thanks, dude.
1: Happy yeah. to be here. We are in beautiful Nashville, Tennessee. Yeah, I'm on oh, tour, yeah. so it's great that we can meet up. And I know. Hang out. For sure, yeah. man. Yeah, it's a, a lovely... Dollar General parking lot. Very across nice from the Dollar venue. General. Yeah, lot. <laughs> it's not too bad. It's, a yeah. it's got nice, uh, nice greenery around. Yeah, you know, a lot yeah. of green here for yeah. sure. A lot of green. I didn't expect as much green in
0: Nashville. Oh yeah, dude. Yeah, it's like river basin. So there's trees and plants and stuff all over the place. It's beautiful. We've been.
1: Uh, so we came into the city yesterday. And all the guys wanted to check out Broadway Uh and like all that, all the bars and like I did you, we did. Oh, we spent all day (laughs) and night there. And like I don't drink anymore, so there. What did you do? Oh, we went to the Kid Rock bar. Oh man, yeah, it was something. Yeah,
0: it was something, man.
1: Yeah. Uh, Great band, though, playing. Yeah. They got a uh, really cool stage set up there. For sure.
0: Yeah. I haven't been there personally. There's a million bars down there now, and that's Mm. like the tourist trap spot that everybody goes to, you know. Um, Top notch musicians all over. They're mostly playing cover songs pretty much much everywhere, you know. But I mean, it's like we have a pretty big population of like working musicians doing that kind of thing. And that's like their whole gig. And you can make good money doing that too.
1: I, like, the cool thing was, too, when you're walking down the strip, is there's a uh, a band in every single bar. Oh, yeah. And the drummer is always, like, up against the window. <laughs> so, so, you can, can see, just walk yeah. by and look like, oh, okay, he's playing those pedals. And I saw one guy who's playing DW pedals, but with trick beaters. Interesting. Yeah, yeah double pedal, too. And I was like, okay, okay. Yeah, Interesting.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so That's we, cool.
1: We went in there, and uh guys got a drink, and... You know they're pretty pretty good bands. Yeah, yeah. There's some cool spots for sure. Yeah, we are just at uh, Roberts. Roberts. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's right on Broadway, obviously. Okay. Yeah. Uh,
0: Oh, Roberts Western World. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
1: Yeah. 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 We're we're told by. Who was it? Uh, we were at the the Gibson shop earlier, yeah.
0: mm-hmm. and
1: one of the guys in there was like, "You got to hit up Roberts. It's the only place on the strip you need to go." Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Because other than that, it's, it's probably just like all the, the most historic shit. place down there. Everything yeah. else is like newer, and um, but that place has been there since way before Nashville was like blowing up and growing a bunch. Oh of yeah, stuff. yeah. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, that's sick. Yeah,
1: it, it's a it's a cool cool city. We oh we fuck where did we go? We went to uh, um. Not uh not music alley, music row. Mm-hmm. That
0: A bunch was, of legendary music uh studios all up and yeah, down that
1: area. Yeah, it was cool for me because I was like just looking at like it's it's all just buildings, right? Yeah. But ever, yeah. I dragged everyone else along and they're mm-hmm. like, Well, this was fun. It's like nothing to actually look at. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> it's just yeah. like, oh, cool, and like Warner Brothers, Nashville is there. Yeah, like but the amount of records know?
0: and the actual records that have been tracked in those places is like insane insane Insane. yeah yeah. and that's where all the uh like bmi and CSAC, all those companies are like they've got like headquarter buildings and stuff all through that area and stuff too yeah we walked all through there
1: yeah it's great man
0: uh the weather here is
1: fucking unbelievable
0: it's been pretty nice lately it's actually getting a little bit warmer again yeah Um, but the the really shitty summer heat And humidity and stuff is on the way out for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good thing.
1: That's why we, like, we toured in uh, the spring in May. Mm -hmm. And then we're back on the road in September. So we missed all of that, like, super crazy summer Did
0: you come through the south at all on the May tour?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. We went uh, down the east coast to Florida. Okay. And then uh or to Texas and, and still Cali gets pretty and all swampy
0: that. in some of those areas, yeah, even that yeah, time it was of pretty
1: year. pretty hot. But then we got to like San Diego and it was chilly.
0: You know, it's like, like mid May. It's so dry so. there. Like it'll it'll get warm in the day, but it's still like deserty enough, I guess, that it like cools down at night and stuff. Yeah, I love that Arizona heat, man. Yeah. Like I don't know why.
1: Everyone else is like, oh it's so hot. Like I'm dying. I'm like, I love it. Yeah. And it makes me want to work out or, like, yeah. just, like, be active. I don't know why, man. Yeah. The Arizona heat is just sick. For sure. Yeah. It's one of my favorite places to go through. I like Arizona a lot, Yeah, Arizona.
0: So, everyone complains about the heat there, but it's like, eh. Yeah. I like it. To be yeah. fair, I don't think I've ever been in Arizona, like, in the middle of the summer. Yeah. When it's, like, I mean, I think they had, like, record long days of like over a hundred and ten degrees or something like Yeah. That I remember year, I remember so. I was
1: there in August one year and it was a hundred and fifteen degrees. Yeah. That's rough. Dude, it was like we had a good thing we had a runner for the day. So we just hop in her car and like <laughs> anywhere we needed to go around town she'd drive us to.
0: Because like sick.
1: we were not gonna walk around town. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. For yeah. sure. Yeah. It was it was fun. You know? Yeah, it is <laughs> it's just yeah. It's Very great. Fun. I love I love coming down south when it's starting to get cold uh, up in Canada. Yeah, for sure. You know? Yeah. Because like winter is winter's coming. Yeah. You know, we can feel it. Oh, but, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to put these on. This sun is killing me.
0: Oh, sorry, man.
1: I'm in the shade. There we go. All right, <coughs> oh, cut that. Cut that. Cut that. So you guys are <laughs> you guys are hitting the road soon, eh? Yeah.
0: For, yeah. for a while, we got, like, two back-to-back tours. Oh, nice. So, which has been, seemed to be the thing for Inferi a lot lately. Um, but <laughs> we are, we're going out on our first ever headliner. Nice. It starts nice. on October 28th. Starts in Chicago. We do a big loop. Um, and then we end it here in Nashville on November 25th. And then we're home for, like, two or three days. And then we fly to uh, the UK after that uh, to go out supporting Obscura and Decapitated for, like, two weeks. That is going to be sick. Very, very excited for that. Yeah. Going a a killer headliner with uh, First Fragment as well, right? So, Tomerum's opening the show and then summoning the Lich. First Fragment's doing direct support and then we're
1: headlining. Yeah.
0: I love First Fragment.
1: Good homies of uh, of ours. Uh, And... Actually, because we are talking about Unleash the Archers, because we're doing this tour. Mm-hmm. And then about a week after we get home, we're doing some dates with, with Unleash the Archers in Canada. And their bass player, Nick, is a guitar player for First Fragment.
0: Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. That's cool. I'm yeah. excited. I I still haven't seen First Fragment. They played here in Nashville on their last tour, but we were on the road at the same time. I know they crashed at my house and stuff. Oh, but yeah. But I wasn't even there yet. <laughs> Yeah man, um, they're they're super sweet dude.
1: They're, seems like uh it. very French, but that's okay. Yeah, that's okay. Well, it's acceptable this time. Yeah. Yeah, if you shred then it's okay. You know, <laughs> you same with You can be French if you shred. It's fine. Yeah. Same with Cryptopsy. They yeah. get a pass,
0: you know. <laughs> man, I wanted to see that tour too. I know. Had a bunch of homies on that one and I've never seen Cryptopsy before
1: so. They're playing Toronto uh
0: when we're doing the last date of this tour, we're in Rhode Island. Oh, man. Yeah. That's a bummer. Because we'll be home the next day if it was one day later. It's like all the shows you ever want to see happen while you're gone if you Mm -hmm. tour. Or at least that's how it is for me. I feel like Nashville doesn't get a whole lot of the kind of shows that I want to see all the time. And when they do come through, I'm gone. Yeah. Nashville doesn't get, like, a a ton of metal tours through there. No. I mean, we get some. um, And it's getting better for sure. Yeah. Like I've, I've definitely seen like an uptick in shows and I've seen a lot of bands who have come here in the past, start playing bigger venues here and stuff. So it's definitely growing in Nashville. Um, but I don't know. I feel like not just metal, but a lot of tours pass us up in general. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of people in Nashville don't like to go out to shows. It seems to be getting better, but a lot of people are like already playing a show or something. So, right. It's all musicians there's, here. There's a lot. Right. Yeah.
1: And if you want to go or see live music, like we were saying, Broadway, it's yeah. live music everywhere. Yeah.
0: Broadway is where to go if you want to like see cover <coughs> bands and drink like $8 Bud Lights and stuff. Yeah. Um, but I mean, we've got all kinds of venues all over town and stuff. My favorite area to hang out and go see shows is usually East Nashville, which is what this area is considered. But we've got oh, a nice. lot of venues on this side of town. Yeah. Um, and you'll see a lot more original music and bars and stuff like that on, on the east side for sure. Nice.
1: Nice. And you're saying that a lot of bands come through and then they're playing bigger and bigger venues. Hopefully next time we come through, we're playing a little bigger of a venue for than sure. this
0: one. Dark Matter's cool. Yeah. It's a great DIY spot. Yeah. Yeah. We're see s- a bunch of shows here. Yeah. I was here like less than a month ago. I feel oh, like I'm yeah. here a lot. Yeah. Oh, that's sick then. Yeah.
1: Good. For sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we never know what to expect, especially this run like it's a lot of smaller venues and stuff like that. And yeah. Some of them have been uh interesting. Yeah. So far. But the fans that come out have been amazing. Sick. And as soon as we get on stage, it doesn't matter. Like right. the the crowd loves it. We're having a great time. They're having a great time. You know, like for sure. Yeah, at the end of the when we walk in, we're like e like How's this going to go? Yeah. You know, we've all, we've loaded in and now the venue is full, you yeah. know, like, but we figure it out and then we have the show and everything. By the end of the night, everyone's in a great mood, so. For yeah, sure. Yeah. That's sick. But that's, uh, that's always the tough part about these, the small venues and stuff is where are we going to put all this gear? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Because you know? both bands use all in-ear units and everything like that. So. Right. Yeah.
0: It gets a little stressful, but. Is there? Uh, there's a local tonight too, and then it's just you yeah. and Paladin on the road, right? Yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just uh, three band bill tonight,
0: so shouldn't be too bad for gear in there. Like I said, I haven't played uh-huh. this iteration of Dark Matter. There have been a few of them before, but yeah. I think they have some space in the back for stuff. Like, it's I not, think so. I think so too. I think on our advanced, it's small, was... but not like insanely small. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely.
1: It'll be fun. Yeah. It'll be fine, dude. We're in Nashville. It'll be a good time. Yeah, we're just hanging out with the Paladin guys, and
0: uh, they're they're so awesome. They are. I'm excited to see them. I haven't seen them since we toured with them in like 2019 or something. Holy shit. That's such a odd billing, too. You guys and Paladin, eh? It, it was an interesting lineup. It was it was cool though. It was uh, it was them, us, and a legion was the tour package. Okay. Yeah. Okay.
1: That could yeah. that could work.
0: Yeah. 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 And they're the only, like, real, like, clean singing band, but... Yeah, for sure. Mm. But, I mean, they had growls and stuff, too. They played yeah. some of their growlier stuff oh, on yeah? that run. Okay, yeah. cool. They fucking shred, I know. dude. And they sound exactly like the record, too. Though, exactly. crazy.
1: It's insane. Yeah. Yeah. Like, all the solos and the harmonies, everything is fucking flawless. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Big shout-out to Paladin.
1: Yeah. Paladin, you don't know them,
0: Paladin ribs.
1: Yeah. Check them out. Oh, yeah. Shred metal, like, oh, my God. So sick, yeah. And Nate, the drummer, is super Mm -hmm. sick, dude. For sure. I'm hoping I can uh, find a day where we can sit down and do a pod. Yeah, you
0: should. Yeah, absolutely. Like, fuck. Sick drummer, sick dude. Absolutely, dude. They're the best. Last I talked to him, I was surprised how into black metal he was. Because they don't strike me as a very black metal-y band. No. And
1: I heard that, too, where uh, Alex was telling me when they're driving at night, I guess it was Nate and uh, Andy, I think. Mm-hmm. just like just put on blast black metal for hours <laughs> while they're driving they're like guys come on it's like is there anything else we can listen to yeah. it's like no. black metal all day like okay i mean if it keeps you awake when you're driving at night whatever works you know do you have a go-to uh like playlist or like genre that you go to for night drives
0: uh for night drives yeah i find I,
1: that is when music is the most crucial
0: It is. It is night drives. And I will sometimes, but I usually have a hard time listening to metal when I'm trying to stay awake because it's really, like, soothing to me. It makes me feel comfortable. Right. So So I get sleepy. uh, And also it can be, like, a wall of sound kind of thing. I can't listen to blast beats. Yeah. Like, if I
1: put on Origin, I'm going to sleep and
0: everyone is dying. Absolutely. Yeah. So maybe something like... On the proggy side of things, but more often than anything, I listen to a lot of hip hop when I'm driving at night. Nice. It keeps me awake. I'm focusing on like the lyrics and stuff and not the drums so much. And my brain Mm -hmm. isn't used to doing that. So it like keeps me awake. It stimulates you in a different way. Yeah. 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 And a lot of it's really like ignorant stuff. Like I listen to a lot of like Rick Ross, (laughs) like Ludacris. Oh, yeah. Uh, Exhibit. Uh, no, but oh, I should. You should. Man. I should. Early
1: 2000s um, exhibit is sick.
0: I love, uh, I love Zach Fox. And, uh, I listen to, uh, Denzel Curry a lot too. Run the jewels.
1: Nice. That kind of thing. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. I, I haven't really listened to hip hop since I was, uh, wee lad. Okay. Uh, but more recently I've been, I've been listening to more like, uh, Method Man and hmm. that's, stuff I kind of listened to when I was a kid, but never really got into as much. Yeah. You know, like Dr. Dre and, yeah. and all that was like, you know, everybody was listening to that. So you, you know all that stuff. But then the, like the early Method Man stuff. Yeah. Really, really sick. But I never really gave it the time of day. Yeah. So that, and even more of the exhibit albums and stuff are fucking, they're dope.
0: For sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I need to, I mean, like, to be honest, I never really listened to Exhibit much at all. Yeah. I don't know where to start with it. I know yeah. I'm from Pimp My Ride. Yeah. But I never really listened or to it. Like or like LL Cool J. LL Cool J was bit. dope. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. Mm. yeah. He was Ice Cube. Ice yep. Cube. Sick. Oh, yeah. yeah, dude. I love that shit. Uh, That's sick. My, my go-to stuff is like 90s and early 2000s pop music. Okay. Like what? Uh, Britney Spears. Okay. Christina Aguilera. okay. Uh, I got I got some uh, 90s Party Playlist. Sick. They're sick. Um, Backstreet Boys. Oh yeah. You know, all that stuff. Yep. Good singing tunes.
0: Yeah, for sure. That's what you need. Yeah. So that'll I, keep you awake too.
1: That's it. You need stuff that you can you know all the lyrics you can sing to. Yeah. You're good to go. Yep. Yeah. That's how I do. Or like uh Amigo the Devil. Even Amigo though Amigo is sick. Dude, he's so good. Yeah. He's so good. And I know all, all the songs. So like I can just sing along. That's cool. It's good. Even though it's a little more mellow. For it's sure. It's still like, yeah, it'll keep me awake because yeah. I'm singing.
0: There, there's one band I used to be into a lot that I kind of like for the same reason. Kind of similar vibe musically to Amigo. Yeah. Um, the Avit Brothers. Are you familiar oh, yeah? with them at all? No, I'm not. Um, I'll I, check them out. They kind of like fell off for me a while ago when they started like incorporating full band <laughs> stuff. But yeah. They used to just be like a three piece. It's a dude playing guitar, dude playing banjo, and a dude playing upright bass. And uh, the guitarist and the banjo player, one of them would have a kick drum and the other one would have a hi-hat. Oh, And so they'd be doing like percussive stuff with their feet, just like timekeeping kind of stuff, nothing crazy. But while they're playing the guitar and banjo parts and singing and stuff. And it was definitely like on the... The folky side of things, but like their older stuff had like just a little bit of aggression to it, like kind of i I think they were like punk musicians who started playing folk music, yeah, yeah, yeah and yeah, then they kind of like they got bigger, they got poppier, they got a full band, it didn't have the same kind of vibe to me anymore, so it kind of like fell off, but I like that band a lot, yeah. definitely very good like sing along kind of stuff, yeah, and cool storytelling with the lyrics and everything.
1: Reminds me of a band I used to play for. Um, He was a solo artist for 10 years. Mm -hmm. And then he, like, formed a band around his solo material. And I wonder if
0: people fell off because he started doing full band stuff. Yeah. After that. I don't know. It's a double-edged sword, man, with that kind Mm -hmm. of music because it's like you don't want to alienate your older fan base, but also at the same time, maybe getting a full band would help your audience grow a little bit. And yeah. it's, you know, it's, uh, yeah.
1: I don't think he, he really lost too many. Um, but he was the same kind of like, uh, grew up listening to punk rock yeah. and metal, but then he just like picked up an acoustic guitar and started writing music by himself. Gotcha. You know? Uh, and you know, it was very aggressive and everything mm-hmm. like that. But then we started writing music all together and it became this whole other thing all together gotcha. right yeah. but yeah now he's back playing solo stuff so okay. yeah all you guys can enjoy that now yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man um so since we're kind of uh well we were talking about tour and stuff yeah. like that do you have any like um for people who might be going on the road maybe for the first time Okay. What is like the top things that you would need to bring
0: on the road? Oh, man. Um, let me think about that. Because uh, you're
1: going to have to start packing for two or, you
0: know. I yeah. guess it's not that soon. It's yeah. still a month away, but. Bring, uh, if if you're limited on like packing space and stuff, bring more socks and underwear and less like shirts and pants and stuff. Because if you don't have the opportunity to do laundry for a long time, you are going to much rather have clean underwear and socks than, like, a fresh T-shirt or something like that. So keep that in mind for sure. And to note on Um,
1: that, I would say I would highly recommend, especially as drummers, but pretty much anyone in the band, don't wear underwear on stage, for one. And if you need to wear socks, keep the same pair of socks and wear
0: them every night. Yeah. Yeah. It gets, okay, yeah, I will piggyback on that. Um, What I've been doing for a few tours now, which is kind of gross, but helps your clean clothes last a lot longer. Yeah. Keep, like, the same set of stage clothes for a while. And, like, I hang them the in whole, the trailer. The whole time, yeah. The whole time. And they yeah. get, na- I mean, I'd sweat a ton when I play, though. Oh, I did, so, too.
1: After the first show, I was like, shit, these are rank. Yeah. Oops. But... Whatever it is. what it is. You get some Febreze, Febreze them up. They don't yeah. smell as bad. But
0: when your clothes start to feel crusty, <laughs> then that's when I'm like, okay, new t-shirt tonight or or I whatever. Might, but I might do that. I, I yeah. think I have like three stage shirts because it's just yeah. a
1: black sleeveless. Like yeah. It, yeah. 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 But pants are the same ones every night. Yep. We usually do laundry halfway through a run. Sure. So yeah. Wash them once. Good to go.
0: For sure. Yeah. But you can hang that in your uh, trailer or like I'll put stuff in my hardware case sometimes and just extend the life out of it. And then like even if you're playing and stuff that smells terrible to you while you're on stage, as soon as you're done, you can just change into fresh stuff. It feels way better. That's it. Another thing related to that, I, uh, I always bring at least two pairs of shoes on the road and I have one pair of shoes that are only used to play drums in. Always, and yeah, then of course. my, like, chilling comfy ones. And then also, like, if you're, like, in nasty venue bathrooms or whatever, then you're not, like, stepping in some gross shit and then, like, getting that all over your pedals and stuff. Yeah, I always have a very specific set of shoes for John, I do, too. Yeah. I do, too. Yeah, you um, got it. I, you know, you get used to what you play in all the time. Yeah. And it's crazy how much a little bit of weight difference or field difference or something oh, yeah. in a shoe feels. But if you get super used to one thing and then try and play in something else, it yeah. can throw off your game. Oh, yeah. Bit. I like
1: the, a full change top to bottom. And then that way it's like
0: putting on a uniform before you go to work. Yeah. You get prepared for the stage. So Yeah. Um, another thing that is essential to me... <coughs> is like liquid IV or emergency or any any of those packets you can pop in a bottle of water for some extra hydration. Um, mm-hmm. that, that goes a long way, especially when somebody inevitably gets sick on the yeah. road. Uh, liquid IV makes like an immuno booster version yeah. of their stuff. And that has saved all of our lives so many times on the road. Just helping us keep from feeling like absolute shit, you know? Mm. Um, So stuff like that is crucial. Um, Bring some kind of entertainment for the road because you're going to be in the van for a long time and you won't always be the one driving and stuff. So, like, I've always either got, like, I don't know, I'll bring my Switch or, like, um, Stevie and I play a lot of Magic the Gathering, so we'll bring decks on the road and throw some cards and stuff. Or like sometimes I have like work that I have to do while I'm on the road, whether it's like writing or transcribing or something like that. So I'll bring my laptop and if that's the case, then I'll leave the Switch at home and I have games I can play like on my my PC or something when I'm like done working and need something to do. Yeah. Or like if you can read books, that too. I, I can't do it in the road.
1: No, On I, the road, I, I in the van. I can't do it in the van. No. It no hurts way. my
0: head so much. It's oh, crazy. Yeah. I, I don't know why, but uh, I've tried so many times and I never make it more than like halfway through a book before I'm just like, I, I can't do this yeah. anymore. No. Too much stimulation and <laughs> hard to get into it. And my head hurts and stuff. So like, um trying to think about like other essentials and stuff. Those are probably the top three for Yeah, me. yeah. Those,
1: those are good three. Yeah. yeah. So, like, keep yourself occupied so you don't get bored as fuck. Um, Keep yourself healthy. Mm -hmm. Right? That's crucial. Yeah. Um, And don't uh, make sure you got clean socks and underwear.
0: And shoes. And shoes. And reuse your stage clothes. Make them last as long as you can. Yeah.
1: Stage clothes are crucial, and
0: a lot of guys don't think of that. I know. Yeah, you need... Them. I didn't when I first started touring and I was, like, going through clothes like crazy because I was like, this shirt's sweaty and gross. So I'm not going to wear it tomorrow. Yeah. And then, like, having to do laundry way more than I needed to. Um, But, uh, yeah. How about when it comes
1: to um, being a drummer on the road? Like, do you bring practice pads? Yeah. Like, a like full setup? Because I see guys, like... Like Trivium and shit They have like Big green rooms And everything Alex brings A whole V-Kit setup
0: You know Same with
1: um, Alan Cassidy Yeah From BDM Like they're Yeah they are big bands Playing big
0: venues With big green rooms Like you said They have room And space to do that They got huge trailers And they got like Crew to help them Load it out And set up And stuff So if you're playing Small venues
1: All over what 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 do you recommend for guys that want to, you know, keep up their chops on the road?
0: I I always bring at least like a snare practice pad. Um I'm a big fan of the high resistance ones that make you work a lot hard, harder when you're playing on them cuz then like mm-hmm. you warm up with that and then you sit down on the kit and you're like flying oh, cuz you have rebound all of a sudden again. Yeah. Um sometimes I bring a uh, a kick practice pad. Mm-hmm. Kind of depends on how I'm feeling. And I feel like most of the time when I'm on the road, I get to a point where I quit even bringing that in. Um, yeah, I'm there already. Once Three you're like playing I'm every like, day, mm-hmm. I don't know, I feel like my hands usually need more warm up than my feet do for whatever Always. reason. Mm-hmm. Um, so, at the very least, snare pad and if you can, bring both. It's nice to have a kick pad sometimes, too. Yeah. Um But, uh, so, definitely bring that sort of thing. Um, is that the whole Pitch. question? Yeah, I guess okay. a Kick and a yeah.
1: snare. Yeah. Yeah, just it works. It's something to warm yeah. up with.
0: Yeah. And, I yeah. mean, you know, if you don't have the space to set that up, at the very least, you can take some sticks and flip them around backwards and hit on the back of your arms and stuff. That kind of yeah. does the same thing, you know rebound off of like the underside of your forearm or anything and your hands and fingers are going to move the same way. So Even
1: just having your sticks in your hands. Yeah. Right? Getting those comfortable and yeah, yeah, then you're good to go pretty much. Or a towel on top of your snare. Yeah, that works too. It works. Yeah, Yeah, it all works. Oh yeah. (coughs) Another thing
0: I try (sighs) to do on the road, I always do it when I'm at home. Don't always have time like before or after a set or whatever, but I have like a whole uh, stretching routine that I go through. It's a little lighter before I go on stage than Mm it is like after I'm done playing or whatever. Yeah. Because like I usually just try to loosen up a little bit before playing and then afterwards I'm trying to like stretch my muscles out and make sure I'm not getting knots and tension and stuff built up. That's a good we, idea an after show stretch. Yeah, cuz I mean I got to start doing that. It keeps you limber and, you know, if you have a bunch of nights in a row where you have to like sleep on a van bench or like on a floor or something like that, you know, then you're at least taking care of your body a little bit and uh you know, like if you're not getting good sleep or whatever, <laughs> yeah. it, it helps a lot.
1: I've been waking up sore pretty much every day. Dude, so. you guys
0: I'll show you my stretches, man.
1: Yeah, man, I need to do
0: after show stretches. I yeah. never
1: do because it's always get the kid off, break it down, everything. Yep. Go to merch, hang out with fans. It's, yep. like, it's always so busy. It's just yeah. taking five five minutes. Yeah, or two minutes even. Yeah, just
0: do a quick one. You don't. Know, yeah. I mean, like if if I did like my whole routine start to finish it would probably take me fifteen minutes if I'm not like hustling. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. any amount is better than nothing. You know.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. The only thing I do is stretch out my, like, fingers and stuff like okay. that
0: beforehand. Okay. Um,
1: if I can, like, I'll, I'll do, like, push-ups. Just get the blood pumping. For sure. You I, know? I, jumping jacks for Jumping me.
0: jacks. Yeah. I if I can go for a little, like, sprint. 50 jumping jacks you know? right before I go on stage. Yeah. Right after I'm done warming up. Right yeah. before going on stage.
1: Yeah. It always
0: like, helps. Dude, a lot of nights, I, like, if
1: I'm a week into a tour, I don't even really do warm-ups. Like really? last run uh in May that we did, yeah, I would just uh do some push-ups, some jumping jacks. Uh when I hit the intro, I would I would sit there and just like stretch out my fingers, uh blow on my hands because the venues were usually pretty cool. Yeah, we were yeah the yeah. first on. Mm-hmm. Uh make sure my hands wash are like, your
0: hands under warm water if you can. That helps yeah. a lot yeah. for you, the same thing. Yeah, you want them Even like a little, not cold, a little
1: clammy. You know, so that you grip the sticks nice, right? Even if it's not
0: cold in the venue or anything, if you wash your hands with warm water and, like, get your wrists under there and everything, it'll loosen you up really quick. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I really just, like, I always found, like, my hands were dry. Yeah.
1: On that run. So I just, like, blow into my hands, make sure they're warm, Mm a little clammy, just while the intro's on. And that's, like, pretty much it. And then hop on stage, and 98% of the time, perfectly fine. Sick. So, That's awesome.
0: I have to warm up. I have to yeah. warm up. I can't not do it. I I don't know. you It's playing like a little a,
1: more. Uh, you know, uh, um, what's the word for it? Fast. It's fast. <laughs> demanding. Yeah. Demanding uh, style playing. Than There's, what a am, so. There's a,
0: a lot of notes. There's a lot of blast beats. A
1: lot of notes. Yeah. yeah.
0: Um. And I just like I I just have to like know in my head like okay I have to like remind myself yeah okay I can play fast enough. To play yeah. this tonight, you know? Yeah. So warming up helps. And then also, I mean it's kind of a mental thing too, right? But like yeah. just so you're like, oh no, I'm good. Peace of mind before Peace going mind. on stage yeah. and stuff. Yeah. And it's not yeah. a bad thing. Yeah. It's never sure. a bad thing to play and warm yeah. up, right? Yeah. So it can be a bad thing to warm up too much though. Yes. Because I've definitely done that too. Yeah. Just trying to go up? way too hard. And then like I already like warm myself out a little bit before I even go on stage. That that never feels good either.
1: I find like Three songs in, I hit the sweet spot. Yeah. So if I can play for like ten to fifteen minutes beforehand, that's where it's at.
0: Yeah, yeah. for sure.
1: Yeah, that's the best time. Yeah. <coughs> I feel like I need some of that um, um, vitamin D or uh,
0: that stuff you're talking about. Uh, the uh, liquid IV. Liquid IV. Yeah. Stuff is a godsend. <clears throat> so yeah. good. It, it, it doesn't taste bad either
1: no and it's always a thing like whenever you're on tour someone's bound to get sick yeah you know it and happens then, every single time every time man yeah it doesn't matter because especially you're out and about on the
0: town mm-hmm. and during the day you're meeting fans shaking hands and it's gonna yeah. happen yeah so cramming a bunch of people into a room and yeah
1: yeah and then you're night. all sleeping together
0: mm-hmm. right pretty yeah. much
1: well in our case yeah we're yeah. literally sleeping together yeah you know, it's yeah. not like there's no separate hotel rooms here or anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. Yep. Yeah, so it gets pretty rough. Mm. Yeah, I feel that. Yeah, man. Um So let's talk about blast beats. Okay. Yeah. Cause you mentioned blast beats, and so then I'm yeah. like, Yeah, I okay. like blast beats. Which are do you uh do you have any type of blast beat you prefer? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Hero blasts. You love the Euroblast? Oh, yeah. It's there's grown alternating on me.
0: hands. Dude, it's grown on me your feet so up much. with my right hand. That's my, yeah. That to me is a blast beat. That is the yeah. one, and everything else is like a variation on yeah. it. Eight notes me. on
1: the kicks. Eight yeah. notes on everything with alternating hands.
0: Yep. Yeah. Yep. It sounds so sick. It's my favorite. And yeah. also, there's something like so like physically gratifying about when you're playing blast beats and everything's lined up perfectly. Oh, it, and you're like so totally true. like, on the grid, everything feels good. Yeah. You're just alternating in, in, everything fine. And it, you can... It feels so good.
1: I find with a Euroblast, you can groove
0: harder on it than with, like, a Bomb Blast or yes, anything. I agree. Because, right? like, you have more room to, like, do accents and stuff. Yeah. With, with the right hand, especially. Your left hand got to be locked in on the snare and stuff. But your right hand can... If you can lock your feet and left hand together, you can throw your right hand around.
1: But even with the left hand, you can... Like um, go like uh, harder and softer and yeah. give it like a little a bit of more more dynamic and feel to everything with the bomb blast. I feel like you have to like just beat the shit out of yeah. it. Yeah, that's the point. Of that's that. like
0: okay, I have yeah. to just be a machine right now. Yeah, there's that's not all a it lot is. of uh, not a lot of life to it. You know exactly. It, it's yeah. well, I mean it's energetic, of but course. Not like um, what's the word I'm trying to think you you know you're you're just playing 16th notes there's not like a lot of room to like give it some feel you know what i mean yeah with yeah. like bomb blasts and stuff like that
1: yeah yeah unless you're doing like eighth notes on
0: on the beat with your hands yeah and then i'm like, also like not trying to talk i play those two am of know, course they're you just different to. yeah yeah
1: And then, but if you do like different patterns with your feet underneath it, Mm -hmm. you know, that's
0: Yeah. Okay. So like with the Euroblast, I feel like your right hand and your hands are more like what gives the feel to what you're doing. And then you have like more options to play around with stuff with the feet with like a bomb blast or something like that. Yeah. To give like some variety to it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Because like when I first started, I only did bomb blast. Okay. That was it. And especially mm-hmm. like, the band, uh, like, it was more Dragon Force style. And, mm-hmm. like, they would only do that style Blast. Yeah. Right? I didn't listen to, like, a ton of death metal until, like, maybe, like, 10 or so years ago. Okay. And because I never understood the Euroblast. I was like, just sounds like the album skipping or something. Like, it's just yeah. fucked. If, yeah.
0: if you're not used to listening to it, it sounds crazy. Yeah. It sounds nuts. Yeah. Yeah. But it's pretty simple rhythmically but it yes. happens so fast and if your ear isn't used to listening to that you don't know what's going on yeah you it don't took know me a long happening. time to like understand yeah. it you know and even to like to to start to learn how to play it
1: and everything my hand my left hand was so used to being on the beat mm-hmm. it doesn't it gets so much harder to do it on the ends
0: right right you so, start like flamming with yourself and oh stuff.
1: yeah or then you just revert into like doing everything together mm-hmm. and you're like, fuck, this isn't what it's supposed to be, Yeah,
0: you know? And then, yeah,
1: yeah it just becomes a, an absolute mess. Mm-hmm. So, but when you lock into that groove, if it just, like, it feels it, so dude, good. It's, like, euphoric. Yeah. When you're playing it, you're like, yeah, this is, like, perfect.
0: I remember yeah. a while ago, I was talking to um, another percussionist and he was way more, like, his whole thing, he's always like, playing with, like, musicals and stuff, <coughs> like, in the pit band. So okay. he's wait- I mean, cool. like he played drum set too, but he yeah. did like a lot of percussion kind of things Yeah, yeah, yeah and yeah. He's not a metal head at all. But mm-hmm. he was just asking me, like, what is it about like metal drumming and blast beats that you like? <laughs> like, why is that like your thing that you do? And I was like, it feels good to play. Yeah. It when, was you, amazing. when you get it tight and you lock it in, it feels fantastic. Yeah. I don't know how to describe it. Practice them and try it. And maybe you'll see what I'm talking about, you know? Yeah. But
1: like. Like it, it is, like it's almost like a euphoric experience. Yeah. Or like when you have just like a super fast double kick part locked in. Mm-hmm. Like it feels good. Yeah. Like like whole notes on the snare, just like fucking grooving with ripping double kick. Yeah. Fuck, it feels so good. Yeah. Man. Feels yeah. so good. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I don't know how to describe it other than that. Yeah. It just feels good to do it. Feels so, so. good. Now,
1: when you're trying to do it and your feet are not cooperating or your blasts aren't tight. That doesn't feel good. It does not. It's <laughs> quite the opposite of good. It feels terrible. Yeah, it feels horrendously bad. Yeah. Which is why you have the yin and yang, yeah. you know? Yeah. Like, it's either, For like, sure. really, really good or really, really bad. Yeah. Yeah. But that that's metal drumming in general. Yeah.
0: Right? It's but, like, I mean, you got to practice, but no matter how yeah. much practice you put into it, you're going to have nights where you are absolutely killing it, and you're going to have nights where... You're just having a bad playing night. And there's nothing you can really do about it, you know? So you just got to roll with the punches and everything.
1: That's it, man. Yeah, especially live.
0: Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, it's one thing. You have to prepare
1: for the studio. You have to play as tight as possible in the Mm -hmm. studio, no matter what people say. People be like, oh, well, you're just going to edit it anyways, blah, blah, blah. I've been there. I've done the sessions that I didn't care. And I was like, you're just going to edit it. It never turns out good. And yeah. then I've done the ones where I prepared, yeah. I took my time, and I played it literally the best I possibly could, yeah. and it turned out so much better. Yeah. You know, there's only so much you can do with editing, and then you are gonna end up sample replacing it, and it's just, like, it's just not as good. It doesn't yeah. sound like you anymore. Right. So... Exactly. Yeah. Practice for the studio, but live... Live is, like, it, it's all about the sum of every part of the band right. coming together. hmm You know, so and you're only one part. So if there's like a small mistake here and there that you make, beating yourself up over it is not going to help. It does no good. No, no. You got to get up there, have fun, enjoy yourself. Be as prepared as you can. Yeah, obviously. But if you make mistakes, try to go out there and do it better the next night. For sure. That's all you can do.
0: That's
1: it. Sitting down and crying about it's not helping anyone. Yeah. 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 Yeah, exactly. It just brings down the vibe of the whole the whole gang on
0: tour, yeah. right?
1: So it's like
0: you you know, you get off stage. I feel like it's always somebody in the band every night. It's mm. it's always different, but yeah. it's like everybody's like, Man, I just killed it. How'd you feel about it? It's like, yeah, I thought it was great too. How'd you feel? And it's like, this is the worst set of my life. Yeah. There's always worst somebody set of my life. The amount of times I've heard that Yeah. worst like, set of my well, life. Well, I'm in your band and I was on stage with you and I didn't notice. Uh, yeah yeah like I thought you sounded great man. Yeah. And then you go watch footage and it's like yeah it's almost flawless. Yeah. Yeah. But that's how you perceive it when you're on stage. Yeah. It's, it's so like you make different. one tiny mistake or something yeah. and you feel like you totally bombed. Yeah. But once you like hear it in the mix and how it sounded in the room and everything it's like oh you can barely even tell that something went wrong there or that's whatever, it. you know. Yeah. Um or you so, dropped a stick at this part and uh, it was like, huh, whatever. I feel like I've gotten better at just laughing that off. Yeah, you know, it's kind of funny. Yeah. It's funny when I, ha- I laugh at other drummers when it happens because I'm like, oh, I've done that. Yeah, I've done that. <laughs> yeah, I've done that exactly I, yeah. Got you too, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But it, it's not like I think any less of a drummer because they no. dropped a stick or something like that. You know, no, it just happens to, to fail everybody. or something. It happens like to whatever. everybody. And yeah, it's yeah. really not a big deal. But when you're on stage, sometimes. You get in your head, yeah. and it, it does feel like a big deal in the moment.
1: But. Exactly. You feel... I think part of it, too, is you feel like you're letting everyone else in the band down. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, like, when I mess up on stage, I feel like, ah, uh, like, I just brought down our entire performance yeah. because of my mistake.
0: I think you know? especially with, like, stick dropping or anything like that, it's all in the recovery. Oh, it's yeah. all how you recover from it. Absolutely. Do you, like... Like, can you grab another stick quickly? That's why I've always got, like, a stick holder right off my hi-hat stand. If I drop one, I can snag one real quick, hop right back in. Always, always. So, like, doing stuff like that helps. Or if you can even, like, you drop a stick, if you can keep your feet going doing what they're supposed to do or whatever, Yeah. then sometimes maybe it's not the exact right part that you're supposed to play, but it doesn't sound like you stopped. You just did something else. The music kept going, and then you come back in. I feel like it, just being able to recover is so much better than, like, stopping altogether. If you have to, like, stop and bend down and, like, pick up a stick and come back in or something like that. Then that is That's, that's yeah. when I feel like I, I would have, like, let my band down or something. Yeah.
1: Uh, if you can keep the kicks and the snare
0: going. Even if yeah. you have to switch your snare hand. Yeah. I've, I've tossed a like, stick from one hand to the other before or whatever there, just to grab another one. There's a video from years ago. Um...
1: Where I tried to do that I tr I went to grab a stick Or I, I dropped a stick And I went to switch hands And mm-hmm. did this So I could grab a stick from my left And then yeah. I dropped this stick So then I had no sticks, So I was like what? And yeah. I had to grab a new pair Oh man I was like yeah it was hilarious Because we got it all on video too Like a, a drum cam yeah. Of it And I was like fucking hell That's awesome Yeah And i dropping two sticks mm-hmm. Like oh so stupid man but then that's how it goes sometimes just laugh at it yeah yeah just laugh it off and like there's nothing else like especially since i like the post covid tourings got started up again yeah like i just want to have fun doing this yeah you know like it really kind of made me realize that all of it can can go away so quickly yeah and yes you want to take it seriously. You want to Mm -hmm. take your music seriously. You want to, you know, your, your band is a business and you want to make sure that you're growing and, and, and building your career and, you know, not discrediting that at all. But at the end of the day, when you hop on stage, you're there with some of your best friends and you want to make music that you love and enjoy and then perform for people and have fun doing it. Like having fun is the number one goal. We're not making a lot of money out here playing metal. You don't play metal to make money. Yeah. You play it because you love the music you're making. For sure. Right? So if you're not having fun doing it, why why are you here? Yeah. Why are exactly. you here, man? Yeah. You know, just go home. You know, you can not have fun working a regular nine to five, too. Yeah. <laughs> you know, or you like... can be
0: on the road traveling, meeting new people, going to new places and yeah. not having a real job. Yeah.
1: That's, that's it. Yeah. That's <laughs> the no dream. real job. Yeah. 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 <laughs> That, we'll call that this episode that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No no real jobs. <laughs> don't don't have a real job. <laughs> no real, real jobs. Play drums. Game. Yeah. Just play drums all day. <laughs> That's it. Write drums, record drums. Yeah. Yeah. It's, everything has to be drums. Yeah. yeah. Always drums. So were you guys in the studio recently?
0: Um, so we uh kind of, kind of. Kind we re- of. we yeah. recorded some stuff earlier this year that mm-hmm. is not our next album. Okay. Um we put out a song back in uh April or May right before the, the start spring. of the the Necro tour that we did earlier nice. this year, the Necro Gobblecon. Um that was just a standalone thing and we may or may not have another one of those coming out that we may or may not be playing on the upcoming tours. Um but uh that's just uh just because we wanted to do something um, yeah. the the first song was a song written by our new guitarist Sanjay, So that Sick. was to announce Sanjay as being in the band since Mike stepped down um and also to let him do his own thing for some inferior stuff yeah the the hypothetical other song that may or may not be being released right in the near Maybe. future. May, Possibly or, may or may not. May or may not be a little more collaborative on okay. all of our parts. Awesome. And it may um,
1: or may not see the light of day.
0: Who knows? Who, who knows? Who knows? Maybe. At this point. May, I, you know? I, I can't yeah. say for sure. But um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we are writing new music. Awesome. With the goal awesome. to track the new record uh, or at least get the drums going like first of next year. Okay. Or or maybe like February. hold sick. Okay. Sick. You pumped for it? Yeah. Yeah, oh, do you yeah.
1: like the studio?
0: I do. Yeah, I do. I do like recording stuff. It's pretty fun. Yeah, it is.
1: I never did like. It was, I was always so nervous in the studio. Yeah,
0: always so nervous because I, I. I mean, that's how I was at first.
1: Yeah, of course, but also like I, I didn't understand this the studio at all either. Yeah, like I really didn't grasp it. Like when I first started. Uh, recording drums like Same. playing in bands and like drum recording. Like I didn't I didn't know how it was gonna turn out. I didn't know how to play to a click, but they gave me a click anyways and I'm
0: mm-hmm. like,
1: I don't know what this is. You know if you don't like, know how to
0: do it, that is hard to do.
1: Yeah. It somehow turned out well. I have no idea. Sick. But it did. Like I'm like, okay, whoever edited this yeah works some magic. Yeah. You know, but it was always nerve wracking. And then after that experience, I was like I didn't want to go into the studio again because I was just I was scared. Yeah. I was like, I don't want to ever feel that uncomfortable. Like right. playing to a click and not knowing how to. So then I I started playing with a metronome. And now it's just
0: it's it's a part of yeah the the my brain now. Yeah. You know, like playing to a to click, click is there. crucial. Whether or not you do it live, practicing the one is yeah. so essential. Yeah. Cause again, even if you don't do it live, all that practicing to a click. Is gonna do is like allow you to internalize the tempos and keep the time, which is your job, yeah, better, yeah, you know, like even uh, like yeah, a
1: full band practicing to a click, yeah, like rehearsing to a click, and then you get to go
0: up live and not use a click, that's fine, yeah, you know, and it gives you some wiggle room if you're playing the kind of music that it's cool to have a little looseness to it yeah. you know or like if it's like you get to a certain part and you're like I think we should play this part a little slower tonight or something yeah. then you have the freedom to do that the big um, thing is if you have a uh, a like a front man
1: uh, that likes to do ad lib stuff or yeah. something mm-hmm. or like you want to do a pause and then he when he kicks back in the whole band comes in like little stuff mm-hmm. like that that you can't count out how long right. it's
0: gonna be every night because it's gonna be different every yeah. night. Unless so. it's like super rehearsed. Yeah. Or I mean, like, I mean, I guess you could like plan a break in your session or something like that. And as long as you have like a count off in there that's going yeah. off in your ears, everybody knows exactly when they're supposed to come back in or something. But even then, if uh yeah, if the vocalist or whoever's talking is like goes on a little too long or something, then it might like cut them off real quick.
1: You yeah. So, exactly. So it, it's, it's a
0: fine line. Yeah, it is. But
1: but rehearsing to a click will like really make the whole band tighter. Yeah. yeah
0: absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I feel like every musician should always practice to a click. Yeah. And yeah. Everyone. Yeah.
1: You know. That's why I love the fact that we we all have click tracks in our ears. Yeah. Same. All of us. Yeah. It's and, the best.
0: I mean, like. I understand people who are like not into playing with a click live at this point. Mm-hmm. I don't really want to ever not do it because it's just yeah. one less thing to think about. Yeah, I know. As long as you can lock into it and stuff, then you can completely focus on the parts you're playing mm-hmm. on the show you're putting on and you don't have to think like, Oh, am I, did I rush that part? And then like fuck up. Cause you're thinking about a part that already went by what or went something by, like that right? when you're already yeah. like doing something else or, yeah. you know, just that sort of thing. Yeah, I
1: hate it. And even bands I've filled in for and everything. If they didn't play to a click, I was like, well, you are now. Yeah. Like send me your sessions. Same. Same. Like, I'll I'll put together my click tracks. Like I am playing to a click. Yeah. That's there's like you don't know. I will. It's a non negotiable. Yeah. Like if it's metal. Yeah. If it's some yeah. kind of like soft rock stuff or anything like yeah. that, I'm totally cool. We'll just feel it out. Yeah. It'll be fine. For sure. I'll play to your tempo. Yeah. It's good. But Metal Man, nah, give me a click. Yeah. It's just so much easier. I, I will play everything either way too slow or way too fast. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And I just feel like stylistically metal music is supposed to be so on the grid. Yeah.
1: It's supposed um, to be
0: tight as fuck. Yeah. yeah. So, like, it, it just makes sense to always do that, Yeah, you know. And it feels good. It's one last thing to think about. Yeah, man. Like, I barely even, li- like, listen to the click. Yeah, I know it's yeah. there. Yeah.
1: But, yeah. yeah uh okay i listen to
0: it for counting and then otherwise it's just there and it lets me know where i need to be
1: do you have anything else in your click track or do you have like
0: in my ears or Mm -hmm. yeah uh so we what's your in-ear mix like so we have the behringer x32 in our live rig yeah so there's an app that we can all connect to oh yeah let's you.
1: This is the first time I'm smoking on the
0: podcast. Okay, so Hell yeah. I
1: might cut this out. <laughs> we'll
0: see. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, click tracks. Uh, right. Oh, yeah. So in-ear mixes. We we all have an app. We can connect our phones to the, the X32. X32. Yep. And then we can each adjust our own individual mixes. So all of us are hearing something slightly different. Um, for me... I usually have um, I have live guitars and album guitars in my ears. Okay. I have the live guitars up a little higher than the album guitars, so I don't really hear those as much unless something goes wrong on stage. And the only reason I have the album guitars in my ear is if somebody, their guitar cuts out or something gets unplugged or a string gets broken or whatever. You I, always I have still something. have a fail safe in yeah. my ear. So I know where we are in the song. Mm-hmm. I can keep going. Everybody else can keep going while whoever's having an issue can resolve the issue they're having. Yeah. Um, so I've got that. I have a little bit of bass more just to feel it than to like have it super present in my ears. And then I've got the vocals in there. Um, you guys run uh, Reaper session? Uh, We do everything through Logic. Logic. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Which I don't generally set up our live sessions. For my own stuff, I use Cubase, and I haven't really spent time with Logic all that much. Yeah. Um, I
1: use Pro Tools in Studio, but I would absolutely never run a live session off Pro Tools. Ever. Yeah. Like, for me, even Logic, I won't even go there.
0: Really? No. What do you use?
1: Uh, Reaper. Oh, okay. For live sessions, like, it just won't crash. Interesting. And that's the only thing I would trust. For- Another
0: thing, I've heard really, really good things about using Ableton Live. I've never messed around with it personally. Yeah, okay. But, um, yeah. Yeah, just, it kind of depends on CPU usage
1: and yeah. everything like that. And Reaper's just, like, nothing. Yeah. If you're just playing back tracks and you don't have effects or anything on them, right? Yeah. It's just for in-ears, you got your guitar stems and everything like right. that, then... Dude, it's, it's beautiful. Yeah. I know, um, well, I toured with the band Striker and they run everything, like guitar tones, everything off a Reaper session. Whoa. And then just out to the X32, mm-hmm. into the inputs and d- it's,
0: it's glorious. So, this is a little over my head. I just hit stuff, you know, but yeah. um, for guitars, we use Axe Effects as well. But all the tone changes mm-hmm. are programmed. They're all MIDI programmed. Yes. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Sick. So I, I'm not really sure if that happens in the session or if that happens in the effects. I think it's no, the I'm not FX. sure. I'm yeah. Yeah, sure. yeah. Yeah. Maybe. But I just hmm. I just hit stuff. So I, don't, I know. don't know. If everything's connected, then yeah, you could do it just through. Um, but that's mostly just so that the guitar tones, when we're playing a song from a certain album, oh, sounds wow. like that album sounds. You know. And wow, there's like that's patch interesting and stuff too, so nobody has to hit anything to make their guitar go clean or anything See, like I that. Love, you know? Yeah, I love it that. It makes it easy. Yeah. So all all our guitarists have to do is get on stage and play.
1: Yeah, and that's that. That was like Striker too. Everything yeah. was automated, even in between certain songs and stuff like that. Guitar would be off, like you get nothing coming through, right until the next song kicks in, and then yeah, all the lead like. Uh, uh delay and everything, all the effects are on there. Yeah. It's glorious. But uh like so with with this run, we have one little ego riser. Mm-hmm. And we're telling our we have a, a session guitar player just for the tour. Mm-hmm. And we're like, yeah, when you do this solo, like get get up on there. Yeah. You know, like come mm-hmm. on, we're like the one guitar player goes up, does his, and then he steps up and does it. he's like, oh I have a a like I use wah in that solo though. It's like okay, well our bass player isn't doing anything specific at that point. So now we have it. So I think um, when we were in Chicago two nights ago was the first time that like our bass player was working the wall while he was soloing on the box. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. I was like, yes, this, this is what I'm talking about. Like doing shit like this is super fun. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. And that's, that's the whole point of just like not being too serious but just having fun with it. And if yeah. he fucks it up, whatever. Yeah. You know, like, what you, can't really fuck up with a wah pedal. Yeah. It's so not like it's super like, precise or yeah. anything. The you worst know? case it, is it just he just gives he, it a different kind he, of sound. He turns you know? it off. And, yeah. <laughs> and it's just like, okay. Then he's just soloing. Yeah. Then he's just soloing. It sounds sick anyway. So, yeah. yeah. It's, it's little shit like that, though. It's like, let's not overthink things. Yeah. Let's just go up there and have fun and try new shit. Yeah. You know? For sure. So, yeah. That's but, what it's all about. Yeah, I love uh I love the fact that you have everything in a session though. Because ours right now, we just run everything off an iPad. So it's just clicks on left channel mm-hmm. and then click or then our samples on the right channel. So we just run okay. mono samples. Yep. Um but we put uh rhythm guitar stems in the click track. Okay. So I, I Predominantly follow studio guitars live. I'm basically playing to the album guitars. Sure. I put a little bit in there, but I can't honestly, I can't really hear the live guitars at all. And I kind of want to change that.
0: So that's what I used to do. I used to base like when I first started playing with Infury. I pretty much only played along to the album guitars. Granted, we didn't have all the gear that we have now. So that's part of it too. We didn't have the X32 or anything like that. So we couldn't do individual mixes. Um, But that's how I did it at first. And then it got to the point where I felt like I was just like practicing live all the time. Yeah. Because that's what I would do at home is like play along to the album guitars, working on songs and stuff. Yeah. And I kind of missed feeling like I was playing with people because it didn't feel like I was doing that as much. Yeah. And That's so I, I, I started shifting things a little bit so that it was it's like most of what I'm hearing in my ears is what's actually being played right now. Yeah. And again, just have the, the stems in there as a failsafe for if something goes wrong, I don't lose my spot in the song or something like that. Yeah. So. Of course. Yeah. And I've, I've enjoyed that. It's been fun. It feels like I'm playing a show again.
1: Yeah, yeah. I also used
0: to play with like those like,
1: oh no, cans
0: over the ears when I first started. Proper in ears. I I was yeah. Well, I mean, this this is like five, six years ago or something like that. And uh, now, um, yeah, I have regular in ears. But that also just like the isolation from that, I couldn't hear anything happening in the (laughs) crowd. Nothing. So I really felt like I was just practicing on stage for people. Yeah, which is not cool or fun. The the cool thing is uh, when we
1: have the space and everything we set up uh like underheads so for the like underneath the cymbals so you get a little bit of stage sound with that Mm -hmm. as well because we keep them pretty far away Mm -hmm. so if i have that up a fair bit then i can hear a lot more of the stage sound yeah but uh, a lot of times my my in-ears will like come out a little bit and i'm like oh okay i can hear yeah, I can hear the venue now. Like it's, yeah. So that's the only way I'm getting any kind of like live feel okay. from it. Gotcha. I guess. But yeah, I'm kind of missing that, like hearing the other guitar players and what they're doing. Yeah. You know, mainly so when they mess up, I can roast them after the uh-huh. show. Yeah. Right. Of course. Yeah. Because what I wanted to do, because right now I only run mono mixes. Okay. So my ears are all mono. Yeah, um, but yeah, I, and
0: in and that app you can pan things. So I set that up depending on yeah. who's stage left and stage right.
1: Yeah, for and, a little bit we only had enough outputs so to do a mono for me. Everyone else runs stereo. Okay, and I don't care about my drums or anything else. I just wanted the guitars, yeah, hand, left and right, so I knew which guy was messing up.
0: Yeah. Right. Uh-huh.
1: And then I can, yeah.
0: I, I can say something afterwards. You know, I I don't have any <laughs> of my drums in my ears either. You except have no drums for, except for triggers. That's I, the only thing. I predominantly have drums. I like
1: my my uh, drum mix in my ears sounds phenomenal. Hell yeah. Yeah, we got reverb on there, compression, like everything. Yeah. So like I love my snare, my toms, kicks, my drum mix sounds sick and then I have click and guitars
0: and like that's okay.
1: Little bit of vocals and that's it. gotcha. That, yeah, that's that's I how like, I roll.
0: I don't know. I feel like I can hear everything I'm doing well enough from sitting right behind the kit and I don't want to like overload my ears. Oh, I love I love overloading them. Okay. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I love at like I just like from 2 years at home just in my studio playing mm-hmm. I just got so used to everything sounding so sick in my ears. Yeah. Then I'm like, I want that live. I want everything to
0: sound fucking awesome. I've been getting used to that a little (laughs) bit too. Yeah. Uh, At least with my snare. I do kind of like having a little bit of snare in my ears when I'm like, I don't know, filming or recording something at home or whatever but yeah even like
1: oh man even the toms like just like mm-hmm. a nice tom fill or yeah. like heavy accents and stuff like that yeah. having that in your ears just i don't know i find it just brings a it brings me a lot of joy yeah when i hear it and my drum sounds sick yeah and uh I d- and it gives me energy yeah like it you know because it makes me happy yeah and then i get that little bit of dopamine rush yeah. and then it makes me like enjoy it
0: like every every aspect of playing live. It sounds good and it feels good and then it makes you play better. Yeah. Cause yeah. I'd swear, like if if your kit sounds good, you will play better. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Or if your kit sounds the way you want your kit to sound, okay. you will play
1: better. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's a, I feel that's like a I good play way to put that. Yeah.
0: Terribly if I've got like really old heads on my kit and they don't sound like they're tuned well or anything, then I'm yeah. not gonna play well because it sounds bad. Yeah, sounds
1: awful. Yeah, yeah,
0: it, it's all—I swear—it's all mental. But of still. course it is. Yeah, <laughs> of course it is. <laughs>
1: but when you hit a drum, you're like, Ugh. yeah, you know, and you get like that, like, like I don't want to play buzzy anymore. resonance off it. You're like, yeah, I don't want to play I'm on it. Like, what are these overtones going uh, on? Right yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> what's going on here? <laughs> like, yeah, you never—you just don't want to play it. But when it's yeah. set, when it's nicely in tune, f- fresh heads, uh, which. Yeah. The price of heads these days...
0: Insane, dude, dude. I'm not excited about it. It is insane. Yeah. I mean, the price of everything. Yes. But also, the price of all music gear. Everything's gone up like crazy. Yeah. It's ridiculous. It's insane. Sticks, these days, too. Prices yeah. are crazy high for sticks. Yeah. I am very, very gracious
1: and lucky to be with Los Cabos Drumsticks, sponsor of this podcast.
0: Um, I am and- very... Gracious to be with uh, minor Stick and Brush for sticks as well. Not a sponsor of this podcast. No, I don't no, think. No, not not yet. <laughs> uh, yeah, dude. It, like that it, helps.
1: It helps so huge because like the even just the the stick order I got for this tour, I was like that would have like financially crushed me yeah. if I had to pay a full price for everything. Yeah, you know, like even just getting an, a, a. I luckily had an extra set of. Drum heads in my studio. That yeah. I was like, usually I keep all of that for when I do sessions, mm-hmm. and then I can reskin the kit for the band that's in. Um, but I was like, no, I need these. Yeah, I need the because I have to, I have to go on the like I can't afford to reskin my whole kit right for this tour. Like
0: I, I stretch out Rezo heads as long as I possibly can. Yeah. Oh, of course. So if if I can only change tops, I'm happy. Yeah, you know. Oh yeah, no, I was definitely not changing the, rest of the heads. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah,
1: like yeah, tops, a couple extra snare heads. I found a couple, yeah, like that were kicking around. I'm like, I'll bring these just in case, there but I'm go. gonna like use. I have a uh, the heavyweight dry,
0: which okay. are yeah, like yeah.
1: fifty two dollars Canadian now. Are you serious? Yeah. Whoa. Yeah, and say like forty seven plus tax. So I'm just like. I went to buy one, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to make this last as long as I can on this one. And then I have a couple other HD dries I'll put on if I need to. I always
0: like the HD dries when I played Evan's stuff. Yeah.
1: I like it, and then I found the heavyweight dry. And I was like, oh, okay. Like, it's a little thicker. It'll Mm -hmm. last a little longer. I like it. It has a little more weight to the actual tone as well.
0: Which is nice. Does the heavy? I haven't used a heavyweight dry. Does that one have the vent holes like the HD does? Yes. Okay. That's the dry the aspect dry. of it. Yeah. Because okay. they had the
1: heavyweight for a long time. Right. And right. then they came they out of the heavyweight, heavyweight dry. dry. Yeah. And when I saw the dry, I was like, hundred percent. Yeah. Because I love, I love the vent holes.
0: Yeah. I love for it. Sure. Yeah. It's they just, have the overtone ring on the inside too. I believe so, yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah, and then it has, like, a like a, a big dot in the middle, too, okay. so it, like, yeah, yeah. it lasts a long. It's, like, a reverse dot Yeah. Okay. type thing. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. It's great. It's a great head, and they do last a lot longer. The HD dries, uh, I'll burn through, like, yeah. you know, single like, ply. half the
0: two or, yeah. you know, but I like single-ply heads on my snare. I, I love them. I, I use double-ply heads on the top for my toms, and I use single-ply for the top on my snare and my kick. Yeah. Hmm. I'm all uh,
1: yeah, cause I'm G2s on top, G1s on bottom for Toms. I'm the Remo equivalent. Yeah, emperors on top, ambassadors on the bottom. Yeah, yeah, and then like a, the HD dry or the heavyweight. Yeah, heavyweight dry is specifically for
0: tour. Yeah, HD dry. I'll I'll put on for studio. Sure. Yeah, cause you can yeah. always dampen it more if you need to. By having a single-ply yeah. head on there, it lets the drum open up yeah, a little yeah. bit. Yeah, yeah, it allows it to breathe a little more, yeah. right? Yeah, and you can always so. EQ things out if you don't like the way something sounds or whatever. Yeah.
1: But in studio, you want a little more of that ring and everything, yeah. right? You want more that you can EQ ar- around it. Exactly. Rather than dampening the shit out of it. Right. And then you're left with a thuddy, yeah. nothing of a, a drum. And then you have to add samples in to get the tone back. Yeah,
0: Right? So... I guess what I'm saying is that you can't like, you can't like unchoke a drum that has a really thick head on it, right? But if you have a thinner head on it, you have more room to play around with how it sounds. Hundred percent, yeah. Live, I'm like, yeah, yeah. I, I want a
1: thick one because I want it to last longer. because yeah. I can't afford to change heads every yeah. Day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Man, I that's always
0: it. use uh, coated Stroke threes, or at least for a few years. That's all I've been using on my yeah. snare, which is similar to an HD dry. Okay. It's just a single ply head. It doesn't have the vent holes, but it does have an overtone ring on the inside. Okay. Yeah, I so, I
1: know I've used them in the past, but I've been using Evans for close to ten years now, almost yeah. religiously. Sure. Yeah, I don't know why. I like Remo. Remo's great, dude. I you mean, know? everybody Aquarian's has their great preference. Aquarium like, makes great shit. Everybody yeah.
0: makes good stuff. Yeah. Everyone Everyone makes good products. Yeah.
1: You know? I find, I don't know why, but as drummers, and musicians in general, we get precious with the gear that we choose to use. Yes. And we're like, no, I only go for this brand. Yes. That's it. Yes. You know?
0: <laughs> I For me, like, even, like, before I got endorsements, though, and I don't know, I just, like, it felt better to me <sighs> if I had all the same kind of heads on my kit. Yes. Or if I was always using the same kind of sticks.
1: Yeah. It's aesthetically poor. And like,
0: you know, know, if I was Mm -hmm. always trying to have like matching symbols as much as possible. Yeah. You know? One of them from the same set or same series or something. I split it, I use different series now, but it's like it's all minor though. Well, I mean, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, all minor.
1: Yeah, of course.
0: But when I first started out, it was all Zildjian. And then I decided I wanted to switch to Sabian. I can't remember who I even saw playing Sabian that made me want to do that. But I did that. So I gradually sold all my Zildjian stuff and replaced it all with Sabian. And then I did the same thing with Minel. And now I definitely play all all Minel stuff. All Minel, yeah. This is the best. I'm all Sabian except I have one
1: set of Zildjian hats. Okay. That I really like. I got 14-inch A Customs on my right. Yeah. And I really, really enjoy those hats. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to get rid of them. Yeah. But they do every single night. It irks me a little bit that Uh it's not all the same.
0: Yeah. You know? Dude, just take like some... uh, Wait, those are A customs. Take the Brilliant Zildjian symbol polish. Yeah. Yeah. And just, just wear down that wear logo, down. dude. Take yeah, it off yeah. just get it off yeah. of there. Yeah, you can draw a Sabian logo on there. Oh yeah, and Let's see their new one. Just take a thick sharpie. Yeah, and just, <laughs> like Sabian, real big. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Sabian Unbound. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't even want to go into what they're doing with that branding. <laughs> God damn. The, the old one. I don't was know fine. why they did it. I like the old one better. Yeah, too, everybody but. does. Every single person I've talked to is like, yeah, I don't. The old one's way better. I don't know why yeah. they did it. But, I mean, sometimes you got to change things up a little bit. You got to. So. You got to be okay with it. We're getting older, though. You know, we're not as okay with change. Yeah. You know? It's like, no, it's been that way. Keep it that way. Yeah. The whole time. Yeah. So, just, why'd you change it? You know? Yeah. We got to embrace it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think so. Okay. I think, I think that might be a good way uh, to end the podcast. Embrace change. Embrace change. Don't be old. <laughs> just don't be old. That's <laughs> it. Stay young forever. Yeah. Well, honestly... If you're touring all the time, you feel like a kid. Yeah. You know? For sure. Like, it's we're all just children yeah. out here. Yeah. Playing music, pretending to be adults, maybe. Yep. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck, man. It's all sick, right. though. Yeah, it dude, it is sick. Yeah, shredding is sweet. Yeah. Uh, and you get to start shredding again at the end of October. Yeah.
0: So make sure oh, yeah. you check out dates we got all our dates online you can buy tickets at rags to riffage dot com that's the name of the tour the rags, rags to riffage. riffage tour yeah dude I yeah. know
1: I was just looking at the poster earlier yeah. and I was like this is that's the sickest yeah. tour name ever. Thank you. Yeah
0: that that was my that idea. was all you yeah. okay yeah okay well now you um, can take credit for it and that. then uh <laughs> there's there's ticket links in our bio for the UK tour as well with decapitated and obscura. Um and yeah Hope to see you uh, out on the road. Sick. Well, Spencer, thanks a lot for joining me. Yeah, man. man. Stoked to see you on the road tonight. I've never seen you play before.
1: Yeah, dude. Not in person. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It should be a fun night. Yeah, yeah. Should be sick. I got so I'm gonna have to do some warm ups tonight. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Definitely stretch out, dude. Yeah, we weren't playing yesterday, so I'm like, yeah, Yeah. definitely, definitely gonna do some stretches. I feel that. Yeah, get warmed up because now I I got an audience. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Uh, I'll be right. drinking
0: beer. It'll be fine,
1: dude. Oh, all right. Good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll I'll give you my drink tickets, so then... Okay. Yeah. i yeah, will be sick. Get you wasted so you just Yeah. Don't even remember my set. <laughs> <laughs> that was so sick, dude. It was like, oh, was it wasn't. <laughs> nah, it'll uh, be great. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah. Thanks for coming out, man. Yeah, man. This has been Thanks super fun. Me. This has been first podcast while on the tour. So, on A- any tour. Yeah. So, yeah. And hopefully next time You're in Toronto. I'm in Nashville. We could do this again.
0: Yeah, man. Yeah. Totally down. Do round three. Yeah. Hell yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. Okay. Sick. 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 Cool. Sick. All right. Thanks for listening to the We're Talking Drums podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to share with your friends and check out our Patreon for exclusive content and early episodes. Till next time, keep drumming.